What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Through Wi-Fi podcast. We aim to teach you anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. As always, I'm your host, Scotty, and we also have Mr. Lewis on the mic as well. Good afternoon. And we have my girlfriend, Quinn, who has joined us to share a little story about her journey through law school, as well as developing an eating disorder and everything that went into that process. Hello. How is everyone doing today? This has been the absolute best part of my day so far. I'm very excited to kick this off. I'm honored to be here. I feel like I've been talked about a lot, so I'm excited to have my own say on the mic. A lot of expectations to meet, Quinn. High expectations. We'll meet yeah, them. we've been trying to get her on the mic for a while since before we moved the studio. We figured, you know, why not start out the new year with a little twist? So, where to start, where to start, where to start? Where to start? You know what? Can I just, like... Sure. Thanks. Pack of Zins has 16 pouches. Michael had 14 of those today in a six-hour span. Talk about something that's not okay. Yeah, Michael was supposed to join us today too, but Michael will not be joining us today. Hopefully we'll get him back on the mic next time. But to talk to some, about something a little bit more on Q... Um, so, you know, I think it's something that gets talked about, um, not enough nowadays. Um, and that's, you know, some of the struggles that people go through, um, during school and, you know, some of the good and bad habits that are developed, uh, in that process, you know, through the level of stress and everything else that goes into, you know, being, what's the word, a scholar nowadays. Um, so I thought this would be an awesome opportunity to kind of talk about that and show some light on, you know, some struggles that some people might face, you know, some of the best practices to get through them. So with that being said, Quinn, would you like to kind of share, you know, a little bit of your backstory, you know, what you're going to school for, you know, what are some of the things that have been, you know, the best parts about law school and some of the things that maybe have been a little bit of a struggle? Yeah, I think to really understand um, how I got here and what I went through, It's a long story, but if you bear with me, I'll start from the beginning and try to make it as concise as possible. I might get lost around the way, but we'll figure it out. So um, growing up, I was a dancer. I was a competitive dancer for, uh, I'd say, 18 years, um, six days a week, hours and hours a night. Um, I absolutely loved it. It was a great experience, but obviously with dance comes that competitive factor. We were on stage performing, the costumes, the glam. The competition, it was a lot. Um, I wouldn't take it back for anything, but obviously it came with its struggles. And then I also played tennis. Um, I was on the varsity tennis team for my school from freshman year to senior year. So on top of that, I would go straight from school to tennis to dance, and it was a lot. But um, at the time, I would work out with my dad. The gym that we went to had tennis courts, so we would play tennis sometimes on the weekends. We would dabble in the weight room, nothing serious. It was more just to spend time together. He's pretty much who taught me how to lift. Um, It was more of a bonding time for us together than it was me really getting into fitness. Um, I definitely knew what I was doing, but I never took it that seriously. I mean, dance in school was obviously my main focal point. I didn't really think about working out as my main interest. It was more dance and then what I could do in the gym that would help me in the studio and my performance. And then... So I did that until I was a senior. And then when I was a freshman, I went away to the University of Vermont. 
Um, after a semester, I transferred. I didn't like it there. I didn't like being so far from home. It wasn't for me. Homebody. Big homebody. So that fall semester, I was kind of lost. I wasn't dancing anymore. I didn't play tennis. I would go to the gym here and there, but at that time, I had never gone to the gym on my own. I had always gone with my dad, so I was a little lost as to what to do in the gym. I tried all sorts of things. I went to spin classes. I went to yoga studios in Burlington, beautiful area. Um, There was definitely a lot going on, but I knew it wasn't for me. So I came back after winter break, um, the spring semester. I took the spring semester off um, to try and figure out what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure if I wanted to transfer to another school or stay in the area and commute. Um, At that time, my mom had an individual that worked for her, and he was super into the CrossFit world. And I had never heard of CrossFit, never done it before. But at this time, I was kind of just looking for something to get involved in, something to challenge myself again now that I wasn't dancing or playing tennis. So I think it was around March of my freshman year when I came home that I got into CrossFit. And I fell in love with it immediately. It kind of had that same team building aspect of it. Camaraderie. Yeah, I loved the group that I did it with. Um, I got super close to the people at the gym. A lot of them went to school in the local area because it was right by uh, Utica, well, now University. Um, So I got to meet a lot of students there. And at that point, I decided I was going to stay at home, go to Utica University, be closer to family. Uh, I figured that was the best step for me. So through the summer and through the first semester, fall of my sophomore year, I got super into CrossFit. And obviously, if anyone has any idea of the CrossFit community, you know how competitive it is, how strict it is. How... Something. So I slowly got introduced to the world of macros and counting my macros. What is a protein? What is carbs? What are fats? And obviously at the time, a lot of people that were there had been in the CrossFit world for a long time. That was sort of their career, um, what they had always done, what they went to school for. So a lot of them took it really seriously. And growing up, I was obviously a very type A perfectionist. I wasn't going to do as something unless I did it to the best of my abilities, the farthest I could push myself. I wasn't going to settle for less than the best. So I got super into macros and nutrition. And with that, in the people of CrossFit, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but obviously nutrition turned to orthorexia, which was my obsession with healthy eating. I was told that if I didn't eat the healthiest, eat the best food, the best for me, for my performance what was I doing? It wasn't worth the effort I was putting in if I wasn't putting the best things into my body. Obviously, you see everyone on Instagram that's promoting this. When you're in the world of CrossFit, it's like this cult and everyone around you is doing the same thing. So to you, it's that's the right thing to do. You don't even think twice about it. Um, and it's obviously, insane. CrossFit like, is insane. So it's much, also the imagery side of it so too. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. You heard of Matt Frazier? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, he was like my inspiration I and shit. Idolized all I of them. I fucking love Matt Frazier, yes. and he like was so good mm-hmm. that it became bad. And like, you know what I mean? You're yeah. just watching these. It's like all that social. But media it's the shit. idea. It's the idea with any level of fitness nowadays. You know, not all, but about ninety percent of the people you see at the top of these different groups, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's you know different training styles. You know, a lot of the people, it's it's an imagery thing. You know, they don't always practice what they preach. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't, 
you know, do a majority of the things that they're saying, but you know, they're sometimes a little bit over the top with tough comparison, what dude. they put out there. You know, tough it's comparison. not always to a T, you know, sometimes you see some of the meal plans that people say they're eating and you just know they're full of shit. Or you see those people at, you know, certain restaurants eating outside of what they say their diets are. And when you get, you know, type A personality people, um, it's tough for them to be able to take a step back and always realize that. And it's still the idea, well, just because they're, you know, cheating themselves a little bit, why should I? And that's kind of the bad habits that can develop out of that. Um, you know, you even see it with weightlifters and, you know, the rep sets, weights that people say they do for certain things. You know, people get fixated on those things. Um, and that's how you kind of start to develop, you know, everything in moderation is good. But, you know, anything over the top can start to have its negative effects, even the healthiest and most fit things. Um, you can do damage if, you know, you go to too much of an extreme. It's crazy. I mean, like the type A, like kind of like all about how you came about, Quinn. I mean, think about it. Like, first off, I'm, I don't want to backtrack just yet. Um, comparing yourself to the top echelon of what CrossFit even is. I mean, you told me you got into it on your little downtime, right? So... I literally you, had the semester off, so I had that's nothing what I mean. else to do. So you have so other shit to focus on. Yep. But you, I mean, yeah, it was like your full-time yep. focus, but shit, we know that that wasn't going to be a career path, yes. clearly. So you had to focus on the next thing. And that's that's where it kind of takes you and myself, and I mean, I bet a lot of fucking people, you're looking at all these people who inspire you, make you want to get to the gym, make you get to the box gym, make you get to fucking class, make you get to fucking wherever you want to go. But like... The people that you're looking at and kind of trying to chase after are even just like initially give you the inspiration to go and do it. It can just plant such a fucking bad seed because it's like you have life, life, school, family. Well, that's what happens. Things. You, and you these guys, these guys yeah, things, these people are. You feel like you're cutting yourself short yeah, once they, you have other things that exactly. start to come into your life. And they, these guys sell their soul. They sell yeah. their soul to the shit. And I mean, I'm not taking a knock at anyone but it's that's what we all see that's what we all what see you all said the time. right there it's what you see too mm -hmm. you know you know people that do this full time are very good but they also making fuck it up. they do but they do a very good job in making it seem like they do this 24 7 7 days a week 365 which just isn't true for anyone even no one can do, do that with their body yeah but in that, like that's the case and that's so realistic compared to like the 0.5% of people that seriously can do it all the time yeah. i mean it's just fucking insane because like it's really it's just making such a giant audience of people chase these goals which is phenomenal you see a lot of people getting into the gym now a lot of people getting on social media really just kind of testing themselves as individuals but you kind of you got to go back to the origins of why you're doing it and i mean i'm going to personally speaking i mean hell i saw people on instagram that looked jacked okay i want to go to the gym try to get jacked you know what i mean yeah i'm not like that's the that's the most easy way of saying it but clearly crossfit's like that's insane and you well, want to be the best version one, of yourself one of the biggest problems with crossfit to to a degree is it doesn't work in cycles as much as some of these other programming like you see bodybuilders you know bodybuilders have their prep period you know they have you know these different periods of Off time yeah where they're build. doing different you know cycles through what they're trying to do and they're causing change and they're allowing their body to be you know worked at different levels 
but they're also always constantly changing what they're doing. Now, it might not be as intentional as they think, but they are giving their body rest and they are giving it veritability over periods of time, which is something that's important. Whereas one of the issues with CrossFit is it's a lot of the same stuff, you know, repetitively, 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 which can do damage because you're not allowing yourself, you know, to cycle off that process in a way and allowing your body to heal and readapt so that you are getting as much results. So as you start to plateau, you start to look outside of just the workouts to make those changes is one of the biggest issues. And that's where like, so now I want to backtrack because I was interested in hearing about the competitive dance and knowing Mm -hmm. how fucking insane it is to like be a part of something that crazy. And I guess my only like real, so I went to a couple competitions. I had my first, yeah, my first girlfriend, she was into she was like competitively dancing. Yeah. I mean, I shit. Those are all day. And then oh, not to yeah. mention you. That's the big. That's you one treat of the biggest more, cults that you don't even dude, realize. It is, it's is crazier than dancing. any varsity sport. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insanity. The and you it's, do it as yeah. a child. And you do it. And like. I started when I was three. Yeah. My older sister did it. So it was the two of us. We didn't, my family didn't know anything else. We absolutely mm-hmm. loved it at the time. But looking back on it, like. I wouldn't Probably be not the, the person I am without yeah. it. I mean, it gave me my competitive nature and like my drive and my focus, but Did it was- Did it plant bad seeds? Yeah, you Absolutely. pay attention to the hyper yeah. details because yeah. when you're a little I mean. kid and you're getting yelled at for eating something unhealthy or they're telling you you look fat in your costume when you're like 11 years old, you, that's good and they're or not even if they're, they're not, not saying it, like we're all staring at each other in the mirror in the dance studio 24 seven. You're on stage. Like, is that the- are those in front of 500 people yeah. whether anyone's saying it to you or not you're saying it to yourself because... so that was where you kind of really picked up not bad habits but is that w- i say what as a age? child i was not until crossfit i was a kid i always ate whatever i wanted never thought twice about it i was okay. the chicken so what, nuggets you're saying and... 19 20 yeah so i really got into crossfit when i was like 19 20 and that's when i seriously got into counting my macros was it like a coach was it yourself that got myself into it? So I just, just watching like everyone at CrossFit. They, I would follow them on Instagram. I would follow Matt Frazier, all of the idolized CrossFit people. I got it, watching YouTube videos, just watching people, what they were doing. This is how you get better. And I knew I was good at CrossFit, but I'm like, what can take me to the next level? Because I knew that I could be better. I saw people in my gym better than me. And I didn't understand the fact that like they'd been doing it for three years. I'd only just started. But I was like, how can I get better? And that's where macros got introduced to me. And I kind of didn't have anyone to help me, which is kind of where it went downhill because mine turned into eating less and less. And I didn't understand the balance side of it. It was either completely healthy or completely not healthy. All or nothing. All it's or nothing. I wasn't going to do get it the chicken breast or you're going to not eat for yeah, fucking 12 exactly. hours. And then you're, but just to backtrack a little bit, like, like Louis said, even though it might not have started at 19, kind of the foundation of it kind of yes, started absolutely. a little bit with the competitive yeah. side of dance mm-hmm. because you start to compare to others and you see that the people that are going above and beyond are the people mm-hmm. that are rising to that and next that level, especially in dance. dancing and to yeah. like being... I mean, I'm not going to say just females because clearly yeah, I saw yeah. dudes in those oh, competitions, yeah. but I mean, they it's... It's kind mm-hmm. of fucking insane. You get yeah. judged on everything. And I think it's a tough, tough microscope mm-hmm. to be put under as such a young person. And like, clearly, like, you got to pay attention, like, so many details. But I mean, I don't know. Performing is like a whole, whole ass different mm-hmm. thing. Because you just, I don't know. You don't think about it. And then I feel like it's like an after the fact type of thing. Absolutely, yeah. And like. And just when know, I was, even in the past, like, five years, it's become so much more 
talked about in the mainstream media of body image media like at the time when i was 11 12 no one talked about anything to do with mental health no one talked about eating disorders or orthorexia or starving yourself it was always just on the hush hush like if you knew someone was doing it but no one said anything what's the idea that girls are supposed girls are supposed to be skinny girls that do dance Mm -hmm. are supposed to be skinny so why would they not want to you You look at professionals they're all skinny anyone who wants to go to the next step that's what you have to do it's just accepted i was watching this video yesterday though of this one girl she was like at this like i don't know what these dance things are like when they have the professional choreographers like run a camp thing yeah there's just like one big girl she was dancing but she was she was crushing that shit (laughs) and like it's just like that's I'm something not gonna lie. that was the first ex- time I ever seen it. But that's like something that wouldn't have been accepted. You no, know, exactly. Five, ten years ago, even if yeah. she had been the best, the idea would have yeah. been no one wanted to see that on stage. Yeah. Straight up. Whereas there's always going to be different people. Maybe people that have been in the dance community for a long time are going to look for that skinnier, more fit person. But there are people out there that that plays into. That is, they do want to see things like that because there is difficulties for everyone to get up there and have the courage to do things like that. I feel like that's this world. And I feel like in just the past decade, I was, what, I was 11, 10. I mean, I, seriously, like I, my sisters were doing dance and stuff. It That wasn't, you never saw it. And now that's on social media getting hundreds of thousands of views and now everyone's accepted and now everyone's very and i think that's a good thing first and foremost but like i don't know if it's accepted i would say yet but it's definitely not frowned upon you've seen those comments bro i was i swear to god well there's gonna be people but it's still i'm saying within within the dance community you know i think it's still there's still you know some work that needs to be done in terms of the body image and everything else that goes into it um, where people kind of got to broaden their horizon a little bit and realize that, you know, really drilling into people and expecting, you know, this perfect image is creating more than it's creating, you know, creating more bad than it is good. Yeah. Not saying that there aren't certain people that fits their personality and, you know, it can have those positive effects, but drilling in that that's the only way to get to the next level is definitely something I think that, you know, you are seeing it slowly change, but needs to continue to change. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think like that's where you wanted to make the translation between dance and CrossFit. You know, you don't need to be the type A all-star person that's going to take it well, to the absolute craziest It doesn't degree. have to happen overnight. That's, yeah, That's exactly. the main mistake people make is you can cause changes in your body over a short period of time, but for them to not have a detrimental effect... Um, it's better to stretch that out. You're going to get better results and you're going to get things that stick longer if it's a process. You know, if you're, you're more worried about the journey than the end point. Yeah. Um, I think that's really the important thing in this process. You know, you're not trying to get from 100 pounds to 90 pounds. You're not trying yeah. to get from you know, 120 pounds down to 100 pounds. You're focusing on the process along the way and enjoying that process. Absolutely. And then those changes happen over time and it just turns into second nature rather than it being the main focus of why you're doing what well, you're Well, hell, doing. that's what you can probably say about most of the people you're training. Oh, you know, all Don't the time. look at a number. Don't look just... People focus yeah. on the wrong thing. I mean, the people you see that are the most fit are the people that have been the most consistent. Yes. They're not the people that work always the hardest. They're not the people that lift the heaviest weight. They're the people that have been consistent in, with their plan and sticking to their plan. And do you notice those people being happier people? Yeah, those are the people that aren't worried as much about people seeing them lift big weights, seeing people seeing them max out certain weights. They're just there because they need to be there. I think it sounds like, and it's going to sound a little backwards in my opinion, but I completely agree. I just think a lot of those... I mean, like, clearly, I think you and I can think of both, like, individuals that we see. A lot of the people that are doing it in the most consistent fashion with a good attitude, I feel like it's 
disappointing. I don't see it on socials well, I was as much. Just about to, you don't you see know? it on social media because they're not looking for that gratification. Yeah. With that being said, you know, it is still good to share. You know, a lot of people have a hard time, myself included, because they think it's, you know, some sort of a brag, but it's not. You know, you're showing people that consistency and staying sticking to the plan is going to get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nine times out of 10, you find the strongest guy at the gym. You're going to try to find them on social media. There's a good chance they don't have a social media. And if they do, there's not videos of their, every single one of their maxes yeah, for every single up. one of their lifts. You know, more times than not, you see those guys in the gym using similar weights to someone half their size because they're not focused on everyone seeing them lift heavy weights. They're focused on getting their body to where they want it to be. And when it's not about just the weights, it's about, you know, focusing on the long term and what the vision is that you have for yourself. That's when things really start to change and it turns into a habit and it's a good habit. Yeah. And I agree. And I think I want to hear about the people that I, I mean, everyone has like someone that they can see every day that they're like, damn, but I mean, I want to see their shitty day. I want yeah. to see their worst day. So not, not to compare it to myself. I just want to know there's reality. Well, human. Humanizing. Yeah, seriously. Cause I mean, I can think of the strongest guy that goes to crunch that I'll see, but I want to know the worst lift that you had on a random Thursday afternoon after you got done, I don't know, arguing with your fucking parents or getting off a shitty shift at work. Like that's the reality that a lot of people need to broadcast because, and like, you can take that and split it so many different ways compared to like how you joined CrossFit and how sick it was initially and then how it ended up being something bad. These are the, and this is why I'm happy that we're all doing this because clearly people need to hear why there are two sides to everything. And I think the best of the best don't share it sometimes. And I think, you know. And what you said there is like when someone's having a bad day and you know, they're going to the gym the people that are creating the good habits are the people that are going in and sticking to the plan, even though they might have had a bad day and now they want to go in and try to lift a whole bunch of heavy weight. If that's not what the plan is for that day, they're sticking to the plan and they're allowing their habit to kind of draw them away from whatever it is, the issues outside of the gym, the issues outside of whatever is going on. And they're kind of sticking to what their habits have been. When you step out of your routine to try to negate something that was bad that happened, now you take yourself out of your routine without even realizing it. So you you gotta try to not let those outside factors play in too much. Well, I think not seeing the entire truth behind it can go both ways because there's the people that are doing it the right way and that's why you don't see the whole truth. And then there's the people like me at a point where people idolized what I did, going to the CrossFit multiple times a day, losing so much weight, like insane, like complimenting me every time they saw me. But then there was that fine line where I crossed the line that they're like, wait, what's going on? Because no one knew that I was obsessed. I couldn't stop going. I couldn't stop eating healthy. People are like, wow, like you've made so many good changes. Like you're eating so healthy. You're getting so in shape. You're um, like, I'm dying a little every bit. Every time I went out to eat, they're like, wow, you always eat so healthy. I'm like, no, like, I literally can't eat unhealthy. Like I've crossed a line where it's obsessive to me like it's not a choice anymore it's not a choice anymore so it's like you see the truth where people are doing it the right way and that's why you don't know but you also can idolize people for the wrong reasons and think that wow like they're doing such an amazing job but behind the scenes what they're not showing people is that i'm actually dying like this is a disease that's taking over me like i'm obsessed with it i can't stop doing it and i think that's kind of part where i reached in crossfit where i did it for about a year and a half and at that point like i was pretty like normal size when I started and like when I first got I obviously didn't really know what I was doing like it took me a little while to get into macros and like eating the right way to actually see um the benefits of it or what started as benefits for about a year and a half I did that and then it's just not sustainable I mean CrossFit in general is so hard on your body and then when you're just not 
eating to fuel yourself and you're not recovering when you're going multiple times a day. I obviously started back at school and being back in classes. You had an actual life to manage. I had an actual life. I was going to five classes. I always knew I wanted to go to law school. So I was just as hard as myself in school as I was in the gym. So it was five classes a day, have to get straight A's. But also now I have to work that around my gym schedule because I'm no longer just an athlete. I'm a student that's going to the gym multiple times a day. I would go before class. I would go after class. I was struggling through class because yeah I still had to eat those same macros and I just had so much more going on that it was so much harder for me to sustain that and my body slowly started giving up I was getting injured all the time I was hurt I was in a boot for six months um there was times where I couldn't work out when I was lost I was like I can't not I would skip CrossFit because obviously CrossFit is a whole body exercise I would just go to the regular gym I'm like if I can't do anything with my lower body I can do upper body like I would do anything to keep moving because I was like I just don't know how to not be active I wouldn't eat if I couldn't work out because I didn't feel like I'd earn the food that I was getting through my workouts Um, I was just lost at the time and that was around the time where people never said anything to my face but I knew by the way they were acting around me Um, they would say things to my parents like my personal, my um, physical therapist would say something to my mom, like just He's, out of the goodness of their heart, they were genuinely concerned for yeah. the way I looked. Did you assess things yourself or did you just like... I was in denial and I also did everything I could to not, to me, I was healthy. I was yeah. in shape. I was eating like I was supposed to be doing. I was, I was like, I don't eat junk food. I eat all healthy food. I work out. That's what the internet tells you to do. Like be as active as possible. Don't be lazy. Don't eat unhealthy. So to me, I was healthy. And then I think for a while, once I saw what I was doing to my body and how I felt, it was more denial that everyone else had been right and I was wrong. Um, Which sucks because it's about your own self Absolutely. and you don't want people to be And it was almost right to the point you. where I knew what I was doing to myself, but I couldn't stop. Well, and you also, to a degree, in those situations, like we we're talking about the social media, is you're inspiring other people and you don't want to think not only am I maybe having a negative impact on myself, but am I truly actually helping these other people? And you tell yourself, you know, maybe the people that are being critical don't know what they're talking about. You know, not only have I seen the results I'm looking for, I have other people telling me that they're seeing the results they were looking for. You know, it's not a jealousy thing, but it's almost you're in your thought, in your mind, you're going to tell yourself whatever you have to, to be able to keep doing it because in your mind, what happens if you stop? Exactly. And, and you're just doing it the wrong way, it sounds like. Because yeah. I feel like Not the like, wrong way, doing it to too extreme. Yeah, you know, extreme. just any, anything thing. else. It's moderation. And then you know, even when I was bad. getting injured, it became more of a control thing. If I can't control my body and get getting injured, I can control what I eat. It was the one thing that I knew I had complete control over. No matter what happened, I could control what I put in my body. Just and yeah. I would say around the time that I got injured is when I used social media in a good way I used it as a way to promote myself to eat and I started an Instagram account um it's called working out eating in if you want to go look it up working out eating in yes we'll link it below on Instagram yes I don't really use it anymore it's actually really cool I don't use it anymore but you can still go back and look at it no you can't just say you don't use it anymore working out eating in on Instagram go find it yeah it's a good one but it was about that time that I started the Instagram and I used it as a way of I want things to post I'm gonna make things for myself to eat. It was some way for me to share my experience with others, share the, people loved what I made, obviously. Um, people in CrossFit always wanted to see what I was eating. Are you making that, so I saw that page. Are you like, can I look at that page from the origins, like first post yes. to last post? Yes. Can I be like? You'll see was a this, was surplus this? of 
I increase slowly yes, increase there my food. We go. There you we go. see okay. me from eating nothing yeah. to eating That's everything. Cool. That's it's, cool. And it's really cool to go back and look back on yeah. um, just to see how far I've come. But I actually started that page near the start of COVID and... Cool. That's kind of how the page blew up because everyone was sitting at home doing nothing. Mm -hmm. um, everyone was just scrolling on Instagram. I posted a literally like a banana bread recipe and it absolutely blew up. Like, But did that help you? Like just it, having... If you're honest about it. And that's yeah. what so at the beginning, was, yeah. it, I felt like I was lying to people because I was still uh -huh. promoting eating healthy, but... During COVID, I was running 13 miles a day. I was riding a, a I was doing walking six times a day. I was studying for the LSAT. Like I was driving myself crazy, like just staying busy. Like I was such a busy-minded person. And then I think everyone had a hard time during COVID, just like sitting around, and that was just not me to begin with. People went one or two directions with extremes and during COVID. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. So I feel like at first I felt like I was living a lie on Instagram because I was promoting like take your rest days, like make yeah. sure you're eating. But I wasn't always doing that, and it wasn't until i made a, one post on instagram you can go back and look at it Shut up. That's fine. um and i basically was like this is it like i'm telling my story to the world and mm. i put it in this post and that post blew up like twelve thousand likes like yeah. millions of people saw it because you don't realize how much like that's just not talked about and being the one person to start the conversation people absolutely adored it like did that make a difference for your own perception on how because were you like i'm lying a little bit absolutely. i need to take this shit serious yeah i was and like be better i need to, if i'm gonna tell my story yourself, i have yeah. to show people that it's worth changing and then of course obviously that was scary because yes there was what six thousand people i didn't know that i was telling my story to but there was also the people i've known my entire life that i grew up around and i'm like it was harder to know that I'm posting that for those people to know yeah. than the, all the 6,000 people I didn't know. And Personally, it was, do you feel like it kind of transformed to, hey, I am I'm putting this out there even though it's very tough to live by it, honestly, yes. and then did it end up going to, okay, this is me, this is what I'm doing, and I'm feeling and it good. Was, and I loved it. Yeah. There was nothing I loved more than, because then once I made that one when post. When was that? Yeah, when was that? Um, I think it was June after COVID. So March was when COVID started, June and 21? I posted in June. Yeah, what was no 2020? 2020. June 2020. Well, I posted and, that first. And what's post. really cool is stuff like that, and it's never to downplay anyone's situation. But you know, everyone always thinks they're alone in situations. But when you're open and you're you know honest about yourself, you realize that you know you can basically throw a rock and you can find someone that's going through a similar situation as you. It doesn't mean it's the exact same, but there's always people around you, whether it's people that you look up to or people that look up to you that could be going through a very similar situation. And when you start to, you know, use social media the right way, it's when you're very honest. Straight it's up. when and you're that's not, where that it's, one yeah. Post yeah. And then I just continue to tell serious. my story. Like if I'd have a bad day, I'd make a post about it and yeah. I'd be like, Hey, like I didn't need enough yesterday. I couldn't work out today. Like it's been hard. And like when I was going through the process of applying to law school, like, Hey, like I'm using food again as a control because I feel like my application process is out of my control. Like, and I would go through it and I would get hundreds of messages from people like, telling me how much I've helped them, how much they look at my account. And it'd be from like people that I grew up with that I haven't talked to in five years. And they're like, Crazy. hey, like, I just want you to know, like I follow your page and it's like so inspiring. And I think things like that made it a lot. Obviously I got backlash too, but, or like yeah. people that were mean, like, but nothing outweighed the good messages that I got from people that made yeah. me just want to keep. No, well, it just it. goes to show. I mean, I think the honesty that you showed yourself is exactly. so much more. It's, it's free. Genuine. It's freeing though. 
Yeah. You know, oh when you're God. truly honest about stuff like that, it's freeing. And I mean, that was one of the main reasons when me and Zach started this podcast was, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, the truly authentic side of people is what truly inspires people. Nobody wants to just hear all the good, 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 good. Well, it's about hearing about some of the... Nowadays, yeah, bro. It's just it, fucking, And it's not true. No one, no, no one lives not. a life like that, including celebrities that you see on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. the freaking Jenners, you know, the Kardashians, they have bad days too. You know, every single person has bad days. Yeah. But you don't hear about that. You don't see that. You see the reality and the perception that they create. And that's what the problem is in America right now is people aren't true about who they are and their struggles. And they make other people feel like it's not okay to open up about what it is, the hardships they're facing. When in reality, we all have those things. And when we're able to, you know, look to other people, you know, like when she made that account, there were probably people that looked at that page that didn't have eating issues, but might have had issues in other parts of their life. And it's an inspiration to see someone that, like I said, you know, you could look up to or, you know, they looked up to you at some point, seeing that they're struggling as well. But they're finding the strength to not only push through and persevere, but to share those trials and tribulations. And just by showing that, like, that vulnerability will not get in the way of things you wanted to do. Like, I transferred schools. I moved home. I felt like my life was out of my control. I got lost, but I went back. I went back to school in a completely different school than I had planned for myself. I felt like my life was going on a completely different track than I had planned for. Still got into the law school I've dreamed of going to since I was a little girl still going to law schools everything happened on track like just to show that like something that got in the way from the beginning didn't change where my life ended up just because I was able to open up about it and I didn't try to hide the fact and I talked to people and I was like hey like I need help I can't do this by myself um, as much as I obviously always wanted to because that's just my personality just other people knowing and being aware of the situation just to show them that your life is not gone because something like this got in the way like you can almost use it to your advantage to become a better person to even strengthen your in the next step of where you always wanted to go well that's where a lot of people need to hear about someone else picking themselves up Mm -hmm. because i mean i don't know it's tough being in a rut nobody likes being in a rut everyone gets in a rut i don't care who you are or how but i mean to be honest about the worst of it is like I mean, you don't have to post on Instagram, but just to be honest about what's going on. Hey, I have a hard time managing my money. Hey, I have a hard time managing my stress. Hey, I have a hard time communicating with the people that I care about. I mean, if you can be honest about some of the bad things, then I think that well, it's just a lot of It's finding who things. you are. You know, a lot of yeah. people really want to know who they are. And the first way you really do that is be, uh, being honest about, you know, who it is you are, what your struggles are, what your strengths are. And when you talk about those things, it doesn't nullify them, but, it, you know, it kind of dims down you know, that bright light that you keep thinking is going to shine in when you're honest about it. And, you know, you're kind of wincing after you say it. And then you look up and you realize that, you know, there are other people, like I said, that are in similar situations. It's not the end of the world. And, you know, something like her Instagram account is something that she can look back on. And there's going to be companies, you know, if they ever went searching when she's applying for jobs, that's going to be a positive. You know, that's going to be something that they look at and they say, okay, this is someone that's, you know, been through it. That's just someone that's put the time in. And this is someone that can be honest about their struggles. I don't have to worry as much about, you know, getting the true and authentic them. I Mm -hmm. put my Instagram on my resume. And when I was applying to jobs, I would say nine out of the 10 interviews, someone in the interview would say something to me about it. Like, hey, I checked out your page. I followed it. I absolutely loved it. Like, that's so cool asking me about it. Um, Never once did I get a bad comment about it. People absolutely adored it. I still have people that I've worked for in the past that still follow it, that still reach out to me about it. Um, No matter what your age is, people can obviously resonate with some of the things you went through. If not going through right now, they have in the past. And just see that, like, 
hey, even through everything she's doing, like she can even suffer through this and still come out above it. Like I think it's great. And I think it just goes to show like when was the last time you posted on it? Um I pop back in here and there. I posted like I was on it my 1L year and it kind of faded away. I just got too busy. I posted some during my 2L summer and I think this past summer I might have posted a couple times. But yeah. but it's just like, that's what I mean. Now you can use something where it was mm-hmm. once, not a crutch, but a, you leaned on it. And you I know people it, you know? still go back and look at it. Absolutely. I still get people yeah. following me every day, commenting, messaging me, like more for people to go back. I would yeah, never delete it just because I know yeah. people still use it all the time, still follow. You can still get recipes on there. Like you can still read my story on there. So I would never get rid of it. It's just not what I need in my life at this time. And who knows? Like once I graduate, once I have a job and I have more free time, I might go back to it. Like well, just at this point in my life, it's hard. You can't commit to it and you're Absolutely, all or nothing yeah. principle to a degree. And you know, you don't want to put out that false perception by only going on there mm-hmm. and posting the positive things. You want to be able to feel comfortable sharing those negative things. Things. so you know when the time's right the time's right with all that mm-hmm. stuff um and the neat. way people interacted with it i want to be sure that if i'm putting myself out there i have the time to give back to people i want to be able to respond to messages i want to be able to reach out to people connect to people that need me i can't be yeah. you're, not, you're not posting it. for the likes you're exactly. posting for the you know the I impact it has on others yeah. yeah yeah no that's what it's all about i mean it's just really neat because you kind of give yourself an opportunity to look down a little bit of a i don't know well, the time capsule pretty much. Well, it's much. something she can always look back at. And me and her have had that conversation before. Like sometimes, you know, we have a really hard time where we put on our blinders and we forget, you know, the most important thing is to be able to look back and see where we've came from and how we've grown. And, you know, having something like that is a great, you know, what's the word? Uh, reference to kind of be able to refer back to and see, you know, maybe on a, a hard day or hard week or hard month, she can look back on that and say, look where I started, look where it was, you know, when I was using this page, now look where I am now. You know, I might feel like I'm in a rut, but if I take a step back, you know, I look to the left where I came from, I can see that I'm still growing as an individual. Mm -hmm. You know, I say that all the time. If you can see, you know, the continued progress, there's not always gonna be, you know, and uh, continued up and up, but it's going to be an upward trajectory as long as you can see you know over a period of time you've continued growing you know that's what's important because there's going to be downs in that process there's going to be ups but being able to refer back and see okay i'm still moving in the right direction i'm still moving in general that's what's important absolutely it's kind of like a medicine you kind of wean yourself off yep. as soon as you end up letting other aspects of life grow yep i mean you like like Mac Rosie probably had complete control over absolutely everything that went on mine and the good mm-hmm. and the bad that comes with that. But mm-hmm. I think the, to be able to acknowledge the difference between I need this and this needs me, it's mm-hmm. really cool because I think now you went from a, I needed this and now, hey, this might need me a little bit. Yeah. And I, like, I, I understand so much. most people aren't comfortable posting it to thousands of people on the internet. I didn't think I was at the time, but even there's just so many other ways to keep track of it, whether it's making an Instagram, making it completely private and never letting anyone know that you sure. have it or some form of a some form yeah. of like a photo album just for your own sake to look at or and like I a like journal. Like... Yeah, and a lot of people nowadays, I'm seeing a lot of like mm-hmm. guys and girls I went to school with, like they just, I don't know, they're making little accounts yeah. and it's just not about who the mm-hmm. fuck sees it anymore. It's just yeah. about once you, doing yeah, it. Once you stop looking for that gratification from others and it's more of a self gratification with things, um, you know that that becomes part of the process too 
-hmm. you know a lot of people look for you know affirmations from others that you know they're doing the right thing and that can't really be your focus um you know you have to really focus on what's right for you because no one else lives in your own skin besides you so no one else knows what your true struggles are what your true strengths are so you don't want to create that false perception online because guess what if you create a false perception online when people see you in person guess what they're going to expect they're going to expect you to be that person and maybe something that you're posting online that's actually a weakness that you're making out to be a strength you're going to have people constantly bringing it up to you constantly talking about it constantly asking you about it not realizing that the perception you created and put out there was something that you were using as a crutch to kind of get that gratification from others that you weren't giving to yourself yeah and just to be able to look back when you do go through ups and downs, because obviously I've been in recovery since I was, what, 20 and I'm 24 now. It's been four years. Um, and I still have periods where I feel like I'm back in that spot. And I think my worst was during one L year just because I had that big transit transition. Obviously, I moved out to Syracuse. I was living alone. There was no one to monitor how much I was eating, what I was eating. Um, I kind of had to monitor myself. And I think the biggest thing with recovery when I was home was there was people to hold me accountable, whether that was in my house, whether that was on Instagram, whether that was people I was working out with in the gym. When I came to Syracuse, nobody knew me. No one knew my story. No one knew, no one was watching me to see what I was doing. And just the biggest transition to law school, obviously the stress, probably the most stressful environment you can put yourself in. And then to be doing it in recovery. Um, it was honestly one of the hardest things I've done. Um, so one L year, I, kind of struggled again with the eating the exercise obsession um just working out way too much not eating enough to fuel myself between um the workouts in school and after one l year ended i kind of reevaluated. i was like hey like i love this i love the school um but i'm not going to be able to experience everything that i want to if i don't um set myself up for success so i think one l summer i really focused on now my battle was beating my eating disorder it was fighting that voice in my head telling me like you can do better you could and it was telling myself okay you can do less eat more like don't work out so much and it was um those can lead to the joys of life a little bit more you know sometimes being an extremist the hardest thing to do is take a step back um and realize that to truly enjoy things sometimes you need to dial it back a little bit and enjoy i see a ton of yeah, yeah a lot of people now are embracing the extremes of oh my god you need to go past failure you need yeah. go till you're doing half i mean it's just like you everyone needs to just feel a little comfortable it's like what? dude people don't realize slow and steady wins the race like yeah, we started man. this out at the just beginning be able like to show up just because you it. can do that and just because is it sustainable you know the first mm-hmm. thing i tell everyone when they start out in the gym is it's about longevity it's not about something short term if it's not something you see yourself doing five ten years down the road don't create that habit now because then it's going to be a downward dive at some point because you're going to fall off and now there's going to be that regret there's going to be that you know where you're really kind of beating up on yourself because you created such a high standard for yourself you know build yourself up to certain levels now if it's a small you know it's like climbing a ladder you want smaller rings in between each mm-hmm. step you don't want to take huge leaps because then there's a far farther or farther distance to fall between each step yeah. you know you want to have steady changes you want to have steady progress because that's what's going to stick for the long term absolutely and i think that's what like i like your page a lot too because it just kind of allows people to like well in the gym like because i mean i i go to the gym quinn goes to the gym you go to the gym like i mean a lot of people that is our in our immediate circle do and i think you just got to realize like 
show up just show, show up. up and you don't have to be king shit you don't have to what's about hit the numbers a habit. you know yeah just yeah. be there just a, like I know a so shitty many workout is better than that. no yeah. workout you know just be there and try to find something to enjoy if you have a whole ass plan in your head goes to shit just show up and find something that makes you happy but, but a, you know a hundred decent consistent workouts is going to be better than a combination of 20 amazing workouts yeah, it is. 25 yeah. terrible workouts 10 days off mm-hmm. you know five days of changing your program you know the consistency is what builds the results you know resilience you know breeds consistency yeah. and it's not that you're not that guy if there's that guy that's doing those crazy shits it's like you need to be that guy for yourself you need yeah. to be that girl for yourself you need to be okay with the things but that you're is it doing. something that you plan on doing for the rest of your life is it yeah. something you plan on doing as long as you're able if it's not maybe take a little bit of a step back and create something that you can see yourself doing for the long term. Like I said earlier, longevity is key when you're spending a lot of time on your fitness because if it's not something you can maintain for a long period of time, you're basically bringing yourself to an end of a cliff that eventually you're going to fall. Yeah. So I wanted to be the strongest we all, but any, any, be, look, yeah, any person, no, anyone that tries to tell you that they stepped foot in a gym or you know CrossFit or something like that and right away they understood they're giving you they're, they're giving you the, the ring thing, around. And to like I don't know, and that's where I yeah you're right because like you gotta you gotta find the why, and then once you find the why, you gotta find a way to sustain it. And I think a lot of people's whys are kind of like it's, it's outside that's of the themselves. Hardest question. It has to, it has that's to the be for question you. To yeah, it has like, to be for you. Why am I posting this on social media? Yeah. Why am I going to the gym? Why am I going to work? Like anything you do, just find the why and find a decent reason. Because like I mean, man, just nothing's more sad than like seeing a damn selfie on instagram why are you doing that because you're validating yourself i don't want to i don't want to look through the comments and see a lot of people being yeah. like oh my god you're so pretty it's just like why are you doing this why you are you need going, to, you need you know to think I mean? that you are pretty it doesn't it's yes, not about exactly. other people's like, gratifications it's, now and if, then when it's so much yeah. more cool because you see like i'm just gonna say greg buck because he's like yeah. so cool mm-hmm. but when you see someone just doing it for themselves he couldn't like the the oh. coolest strongest people that are just accomplishing a lot don't give a fuck mm-hmm. and you gotta kind of uh you gotta take that and kind of run with it in your own way i and think it's all about authenticity know? and i think people Straight can up. see that through the phone oh it's, um, it's and getting that's part worse. of the reason yeah. why people resonated with my instagram so much because they could tell i didn't care yes who was looking at it when i made it i didn't expect a single person to follow it. my sister didn't even follow it for like a year and a half i didn't care <laughs> like it literally had nothing to do with people following me because me exactly yeah. i was using it as a way of if i need something to post i'm gonna make food to post to me mm-hmm. it was literally to get myself to eat to hold myself accountable yeah. it had nothing to do with people seeing it people liking it um, and that's your why and i actually really hated cool. it at first when it started blowing up because i'm like oh my god like people are watching me now yeah. but in the end it turned out to be better because um it held me more accountable but people can see when you're being authentic or when nowadays people are making careers out of social media so so many people are like i'm gonna make a social media account i want to my career would be but social media why? but it's but, but it's why? But why like you you have to do something that connects with people you can't go it's into it hoping to get following hoping to make a career out of people that have a career on instagram didn't go into it with that intention they went into it just sharing their life and it resonated with people that's the people that go into it hoping that it'll blow up for them that it never does because people can see that you're forcing it that it's not really well, you you're putting yeah, on a, a show of what you want perception to of see. reality and like that's where we always go back to the good the bad and the ugly if mm-hmm. you're only willing to share the good you know when the bad hits and people aren't going to be as you know understanding 
in the process because you haven't shown that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, when the bad times hit, you know, the really bad times, you want to be able to lean on those support systems. But if all you share is the good, the good, the good, the good, you know, when the ugly does hit, people aren't going to know how to handle it, especially when it gets to the point where you can't internalize it anymore and you do have to reach out to others and people aren't going to know how to help in this situation because you haven't been honest with the perception that you've put out about yourself. Absolutely. And I think, I think I'm the part of, growing is just being okay with the transformation that it takes no one changes yep. you know what i mean and you're going to become authentic in different ways over time you're going to put yourself in a different microscopes under over time but i think i don't know i kind of like personally just kind of my spin on it. i mean i was so into the lifting so into the powerlifting shit but i mean i was authentic and super super uh honest about the best and the worst that came with it but i think like i don't know i totally got out of that and just kind of took a whole uh i took a hiatus from really being it's a learning curve. yeah exactly and you just got to be okay with that you got to be okay with the change that and comes it's, and it's okay to look back at moments in your life and think okay i was thought i was doing the right thing or i thought i was doing good and realizing that maybe you were putting out a little bit of a false perception of what was going on in the situation. That's what it's all about. You know, no one looks back and says everything I posted was perfect or everything that I put out was perfect, but it's being able to kind of take that inventory of yourself and realize where it is you need to make changes, where it is that, like I said before, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses Mm -hmm. are. And you know, you don't need anyone around you to help, which is kind of the beautiful part of it. Cause I think a lot of people are like, I'm alone. I don't have anyone to fucking, help me think about this. It's like, you don't need help. You don't need but that's help. And it you're, sounds you're, horrible. That's because it's not that you can't yeah. have other people help you, but you can't look for others to exactly, give you the yeah. answers. Exactly, yeah. And that's like Quinn. She didn't... Yeah. Who yeah. the fuck told her to make a page? Nobody besides her. Who the fuck... I mean, I don't know. I totally like... I got away from the shit, but it was... Uh, you needed to find... I needed to find a better reason. I need to find a better why. Why was I doing it? And then I got away and then I found a better why. And now I feel... I can post a damn meme, but at least it feels more authentic. Than well, yeah, when, when, you're, when you PR, post the you know? stuff and it dies off a lot of times, it's because you're kind of posting it a little bit sometimes for that gratification. Yeah. But when you're posting the things that you truly enjoy, you don't get that feeling. Yeah, and, it do, and exactly. It doesn't and matter different. whether it resonates and pops off who and cares? gets viral or not. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. And I think that's where... But if you always share yeah. who you are, maybe something will eventually over time because people want to see... They want to be able to look back and they want to see that, you know, the tracking and the progress and see that you stick to the things that you said. And that's when things really do start to blow yeah. up on social media, when people can take inventory of the things that you've posted and you're staying true to who you are and what it is you say. That's mm-hmm. when it catches on and that's when it doesn't feel like it's a job. And at that point, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, you can exactly. just you can you can stop yeah. posting and you can or you can keep posting. But I mean, it's just about like the the intention and the why. Like I'm going to keep saying it, but the why mm-hmm. just because so much of it changes over time and i think we all we need to be okay with the change that comes with it because i think if you're not prepared for the change then you're going to it's just it's crazy you see a lot of people do the same things and it's uh just to be able to stay relevant just to be able to and that's that's, yeah it's crazy it's crazy the same thing over and over again expecting different results mm -hmm. and i think to be able to like embrace the change and the shittiness that comes with it is uh is what's good because I think everyone's changing, everyone's growing, and everyone's why is different. So, I mean, be honest and be completely transparent because, you, like Quinn, you might be able to ha- have someone else recover, someone else 
find their why and i think that's know. where a lot of change happens in life you know yeah yeah and i think just going through the phases like people always ask me like why don't you post anymore like it was doing so well like i would get paid to post things whatever and i was mm-hmm. like it's just not me right now because it's not what i need at this point in my life like when i made it that's what i needed at this point in my life and, and you, then exactly i yeah. met scott um september of my 2l year um and he introduced me to you michael um the whole family and now i have a community around me that i don't need to seek out instagram to hold myself accountable because i have people in my life that do it um and for and nutrition fitness that was always a hobby of mine it was never my goal i knew i wanted to go to law school i knew i wanted to be a lawyer and at this point in my life i need to focus on that i don't have the time to focus on um, the other things and who knows like that might come back around and like I said before that's why I keep it but it was what I needed once it might still be what other people need and that's why I keep it mm-hmm. um, but it's not what I need right now because I found my people and I found my community to hold me accountable um, in my day-to-day life without needing to use that and I just don't have the time to put into it right now it's not my goal at this moment um, but it's embracing change yeah yeah and that's what I think is the uh, like I think that's what's cool and I think maybe that's worth being shared my opinion i mean clearly we're doing it now but to be able to be like hey this page is everything to me but i don't need it necessarily at the moment and i just want to be able to be there for the people that Mm -hmm. do and um well and it's like if if you take away your instagram page your facebook page your facebook are you going to be the same person Mm -hmm. and if you can't then maybe it's something you should try to wean yourself off of for a period of time and maybe it is something that you go back to but you want to be able to do those things without having to use that as you know a crutch to a degree you know there's there's a a time and a place for everything but at the same time you don't want it to become a part of who you are and if it's taken away from you Mm -hmm. you know you lose the sense of who you are you know we know people that get locked out of their instagram and they have literally a meltdown you know for periods of time but i think we're kind of getting towards the end of this uh quinn do you have anything you kind of want to share we'll give you kind of the last words and then louis say anything else he wants to share today too I guess I'll just close it out. I'm in my third year now at Syracuse. I'm in my last semester, finally. I graduate in May, and I got a job um, here in Syracuse, so I'll be sticking around. They're all stuck with me here in Syracuse. Um, Maybe another appearance? Making another appearance, absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely do a couple See what we talk about next time, but this was kind of my introduction to get to know all of you, and all of you get to know me a little bit. I know I've been mentioned a few times. Please say the page name again. Working out, eating in. Working out, eating in. Say it, Scott. Working out, eating in. Thank you. You can go stalk me now. Have a good night.